way through the air. There is no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. You are God from beginning to the end. There is no place for argument. Oh, you are God all argument on who you are. You are God by yourself. And today, Father, we bow before your feet and we say, God, take the glory. Take the glory, Father. Take the glory, Father. Take the glory, my God. Come on, lift up your voice of prayer before him. Lift up your voice of prayer before him. Father, take the glory, O God. Father, Lord, today your church will bow before thee, O God. And we say, take the glory, my God. The Lord, our shield, the Lord, our rock, the Lord, our helper. My God, unto you alone we exalt, O God. Unto you alone we praise, O God. Unto you alone we adore, O God. We thank you, ancient of days. We thank you for who you are, my God. You are the one true God. You are the healer. You are the way maker. You are the miracle worker. Lord, we exalt thee, O God. We exalt thee, O God. Malay la kaduria makaduria na makadesa. Yeah, mazoka de 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 de. Oh Jesus, be magnified, O God. What shall I render? What shall I render? What shall I render to you, O Lord? I will exalt your name and shout hallelujah. What shall I render to you, O Lord? Oh, I will praise you, Lord. 
shout hallelujah. What shall we render? We thank you. Amen. Amen. What shall we render unto our King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? I want to take this privilege to expand on all the things that we spoke about this morning. Hallelujah. About abounding in faithfulness. Growing or increasing in faithfulness. It's such a need for us as believers. And I pray that we get to the place where we understand the importance of this message that has been preached for the past three, four weeks. That we run with it. Because a lot of times the truth and honest is this. We hear the word. We have become just hearers of the word, but not doers of the word. And what convicts me in this very particular message is that it is part of the fruit of the spirit. Means that as children of God, we ought to yield the place of fruitfulness or faithfulness. God wants us to yield faithfully. Everything that we do has to be faith-based. Faith has to be the testimony of our life as children of God. I want us to look at Hosea chapter 6, verses 6. Hosea chapter 6, verses 6. This verse says, For I desire loyalty. Other verses says, I desire faithfulness and not sacrifice. The knowledge of God rather than burnt offering. What God desires of us is not the sacrifice, but our faithfulness in his word, our faithfulness in his promise. And as I spoke earlier this morning, as I eluded on some of these people that have walked by faith, the Bible says in Exodus chapter 7 verse 6, it says that, that Moses and Aaron did so just as the Lord commanded them. So they did it. Just as God commanded, they did. Joshua 11 verses 9 says, So Joshua did to them as the Lord had told him. 2 Samuel 5 verses 25, it says, And David did so as the Lord commanded him. This is where we got to pause and ask ourselves, do we do as he commands us to do? Do we live a life that is purely a reflection of our faith in his word? Are we being examples of the evidence of faith? Or do we just showcase our faith when we are in public or when we are in the church premises? Do we see the light of faith even in our place of work? People got to be able to testify that these men, these women are faithful people. And your faithfulness has to all be attached. It needs to be in, in abiding the word of God. If you go to the scriptures, look at, let's look at the, the scriptures. Let's look at Proverbs. 
Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3. He says, never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you. Tie them around your neck. Write them on the temple, on the tablet of your what? Your heart. What are you writing? He says, never let loyalty and faithfulness what? Leave you. But what do you do with faithfulness and loyalty? You tie them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. The evidence of God's faithfulness is the word of God. So what God is saying is that tie around your neck my word, my promises. Tie around your neck what I have said. So he told Joshua, he says that meditate upon my word day and night. For then you will what? Prosper and also what? Be successful. So what God is saying that let the very the, 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 what you drive out of in your everyday life is the place of faithfulness. When you rise in the morning, the first thing that you should be desiring after that I want to be faithful to my God today. If you are faithful to God, prayer will not be a challenge. If you are faithful to God, thanksgiving will not be a problem. If you are faithful to God, reading the word of God, studying the word of God will not be a problem. Why? Because your life depends on the word. Because you know you cannot be faithful Unless you know the word. You are faithful in the word of God. You are faithful to the word of God. So what God has said in his word is what you abide in your faithfulness. The evidence of your faithfulness is how you hold on to God's word. So last week, Minister Fulari made mention of uh, a def- his, one of the definitions he added to the concept of faithfulness is that it's the natural response. Faithfulness is the natural response of your obedience to God's word. The reason why it is a natural response is because it becomes your life. So you don't need anything to trigger your faithfulness. You don't need anything to move your faithfulness. It is naturally who you are. So what I said in the morning service, I said, these people saw faithfulness as who they are. Not as something they are trying to be. Why? Because naturally, they have been born in Christ. The Bible says that God is what? Faithful. So if God is faithful, then his children got to also be what? Faithful. Come on, can I get a church here? His children also have to be what? Faithful. So to be able to see the evidence of this, it has to be a character of yours. Faithfulness is a character. A character that one lives by. Are you, are you hearing me, church? 
We need to ask God for the increase in grace to be faithful stewards of the gospel. Faithful steward of what? The gospel. What do you showcase to others when you are going through trials? Or when they are going through problems? When people are going through challenges, what do you say to them? Your own personal experience? Or what God has done? Or has said? Because the evidence of what will stand firm forever is what he has said. He says, all things will pass away, but my word will remain. So as I read forth to you, Galatians 1 verses 9, I said that we have, and Apostle Paul said, we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, and which one did they receive? The gospel of what? Grace. Let him be under a curse. Verses 10 says, am I, not, am I now seeking the approval of men or of God? Or am I striving to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of what? Christ. Oh my God. That caused me to pause. Are we doing this work to please others? Are we saying that we are children of God to please others? Or are we doing it to please God? This is not just something just for the church. It's for me too. Honestly speaking, church. Are we doing the things we are doing in-house? Outside this house to please God or to please men. Are we playing instrument to please ourselves? Because the men also includes us. Do we serve because we want to please ourselves and we got skills? Or because I have the ability to do this? It is dangerous to think that your skills is the only isolated skills that you think you have. Because the thing does not belong to you. And as I meditated upon that word, it struck my heart. Kwame, look. What do we do to please ourselves? How faithful are we in our homes? To our children. How faithful are we with God in all these areas? Are we faithful to God in our time of worship individually? Are we faithful to God with our time? Hmm? Are we faithful to God with our resources? Are we faithful to God? What are we faithful to God to? So Colossians chapter 1 verses 9 to 11 says, For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge, again, the knowledge of what? Of his will. 
which is the word of God, be filled by this and spiritual word understanding that ye may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. You see, without the knowledge of God's word and understanding of God's word, you cannot please him. You need to be able to have the knowledge of him and his understanding in his ways. Because that is how your life becomes shaped by. Because the reason why you look at people, these are men that walk just like you and I. Job natural response out of the destruction in his half his family was to what to worship God. Doesn't mean that Job was not a real human being. He was. But why? Because of the knowledge he had about this God. I've said this a couple of weeks ago. That Abraham, when he obtained the knowledge of God, when it came to him giving away his son Isaac, he did not refuse. He did not refuse. It wasn't another test. You get it. Some of us, we think it always is another test. But it wasn't another test. It was part of his journey with God. That now he has come to believe that the God of the living that he served, if God could give his wife Sarah a child at a very old age, then that same God can also provide the knowledge and the understanding that he had in God. If what some of us will say, God, this is too much. God, this is too big. God, why you want, why do you want, is this really you? Why are you taking me through this experience? We will ask and question God so many times. Why? Because we see it as a different experience. But we can, if we can see the ways of God as just us obeying everything he's commanded us, that is not just an experience for us. It is just a natural cause of our response to the obedience of his word. It's a natural reflection of our faith in God. That even when the ten virgins was trying to meet the bridegroom, five went without an extra oil. Five went with an extra oil. Why? Because they were in an expectation that no matter how long it took, they wanted to meet the bridegroom. Are you willing to hold on to that faith to the very end? Or is our Christian life dependent on what we are going through? It's our faithfulness. I always say this. It's our faithfulness dependent on what we are going through. One of the things I have come to learn and keep making sure that it is part of my life is that I don't become dependent on my situation to act upon something. No matter the course of the journey, the Bible makes us understand there is power in the place of integrity. Our yes in God should always be our yes in God. Hallelujah. So I said that these people also had the mindset to be victors and not victims. 
A lot of times, the reason why our faith is always, you know, um, compromised is because we prefer to be looked as, as victims than victorious people. Because when you are a victim, then in the eyes of man, you have room for excuses. If you are victorious, what excuse do you have? You have he has done it. I can't preach because of this. I can't do this because of this. I can't do this because of this. Can't do this. Every time I can't, I can't, I can't. Why? Because we prefer to look at ourselves as victims, not as victors. A victorious person does not waver. A victorious person always carries the banner that he has won that victory already. They are not moved by what they see today. They are not discouraged by the situation today. Because they know that they, are, they have a redeemer. They are victorious because their faith is in God. So it doesn't matter how long it may take. They know that God is faithful to answer their prayers. They are not wavered based on the time. Hmm? This thing called faithfulness is serious. Because we undermine the need of it in our everyday conversation. But we got to start asking ourselves, are we being faithful to you, God? Am I being faithful to you in everything that you have asked me to do? Huh? I might be faithful. Over the time of the course of my time, one of the things I've learned about human beings is that sometimes our faithfulness is only dependent on what we get first. But Christians, believers, we already have to know what we have. If you have Jesus in you, then all you got to do is just to obey. Amen. Go to Psalm, one eight, Psalm 18. He says, with the faithful, you prove yourself what? Come on, work with me. With the faithful, you prove yourself what? With the blameless man, you prove yourself what? Ha. Read it again. With the faithful, you prove yourself what? With the blameless man, you prove yourself what? With the faithful, you prove yourself faithful. I want you to pause on that in your notes. And I want you to go to 2 Timothy. Chapter 2. Verses 3 to 13. You can put it up, my dear, but I will still read it from here. 
for the sake of covering everything I need to cover. It says, you therefore must endure hardship. As a soldier of Jesus Christ, no one engaged in a warfare entangles himself with what? The affairs of what? This life. Okay? Isn't the soldier living in this life? They are. But it says, do not what? Do not entangle yourself with the affairs of this life that you may please him who enlisted you as a soldier. Meaning that the soldier, of course, recognized that they live in this world, all right. But the, the face of this world is not what they focus on. What their priority is, is their responsibility as soldiers of the army. And likewise, our responsibility as children of God is to recognize we are people of the kingdom and the kingdom priority got to be our priority. I'm getting somewhere with you on this one. So the kingdom priority of salvation has to be a priority to you and I. Have you, can you trust God enough that God can use you, that through you, many will come to know Jesus? Since you became a believer, how many people have you witnessed to? It's called faithfulness. I'm getting somewhere with you. I want you to study this very carefully. Because you can only testify of him if you have the knowledge of who he is. You witness to others because you know who he is. It becomes your natural response. When somebody tells you about situations, your natural response is that my God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Hmm? Are we getting somewhere? And he says, and also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to what? The rules. Means that our faithfulness cannot be a faithfulness that pleases the pastor, but the faithfulness that pleases God. You hearing me, church? Don't do things to please me. But do it to please the one who called. Are, are we getting this church? Because there is a crown. The hard work farmer, not any ordinary farmer, but the hard work, he first started off to tell us about the soldier. Not any soldier, but the good soldier. And then he tells us about the athlete. And now he says, the hard-working farmer must first partake of the crops. Not the lazy farmer, but the hard-working farmer. The one that has made up their mind to be devoted to the face of God. Devoted. He partake of the first crops. Consider what I say 
And may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to the, my gospel, which, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. The word of God is not what? Chained. Therefore, I endure more all things for the sake of the what? The elect. That they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ. Jesus with eternal what? Glory. This is a faithful saying. Say this is a faithful saying. Say this is a faithful saying. All right. It says, for if we die with him, we shall also what? Live with what? Him. If we endure, <laughs> we shall also what? Reign with him. If we deny him, we shall also what? He shall also what? Deny us. But hear this. If we are faithless, he remains what? Faithful. Go back to Psalm 18 again. Verses 25. With the faithful, you prove yourself what? Faithful. Timothy says, Apostle Paul says, if you are faithless, he's still what? Faithful. Ah, yeah. So it means that his faithfulness does not change because of your faithfulness or unfaithfulness. So when the scripture says, with the faithful, you prove yourself faithful, he is saying that the one that recognizes and acknowledges that he's been called into the sonship of being faithful to God and desires to walk in the faithfulness of the obedience of God's word, he sees God faithful. He sees God what? Faithful. And if you see God being faithful, then every fight, everything that you go through, he will still be faithful. That is what makes doubt a very dangerous thing. Yeah. Because the moment you doubt, the moment you are seeing God different from who he is. Are you understand what I'm teaching you here? The moment you doubt God, the moment he looks different. That is why it is necessary that we strive to grow in our faithfulness in the word of God. It doesn't mean that we are not going to have some hiccups and falls. One scripture that I love most, it says that the righteous shall fall seven times. He shall rise up again. Why? Because the righteous recognize that there is no other helper but the Lord. So the righteous depend totally on the sovereign grace of God to enable him day after day. Hallelujah. I hope this is helping you. So God is faithful. Let's go to Psalm 34, 33, verses 4 to 12. 
I read. Psalm 33, verses 4 to 12. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in what? Truth. All his work is done in what? Truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth, is, the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were what? Made. And all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Hallelujah. He gathers the waters of the sea and gathers as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Here this verses 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe in him of him. For he spoke and it was what? Done. He commanded and it what? Stood fast. That is one that have come to recognize the faithfulness of God's word. He spoke and he did it. We cannot let go of God's word, church. As we are examining our life in the, in the place of our faithfulness to God, please examine your own personal life. Ask yourself, how faithful are you with God's word? Most of you here this afternoon are all leaders. So let me break it down to you in your leadership roles. How faithful are you with God? How faithful are we with God? In our service to God. Examine yourself. Are you faithful to God in his word? Are you taking God by his word? Are you trusting in God by his word? Are you letting the word of God guide your path? The lamp onto your feet. Is the word of God, is it is tied onto your neck? I see that is the very identity that you have. Are you trusting in God in every facet of your life? Your worship, your praise, your thanksgiving, your raising up of your children in your home. This is all part of your faithfulness. Your marriage life. The way you act at work. Huh? Can people attest of your faithfulness? We need to strive this in our everyday life. We need to ask ourselves, God, am I walking in your word? Your commitment to the face of God, is it because somebody expects you to do it? Or because you do it because you know that your father has called you? There was a testimony that was given about Enoch. 
But it's our testimony when we leave this world. His testimony that was, was that he pleased God. And the Lord will say, welcome, you good and faithful servant. When that trumpet blows, he will not say much except one thing. Either welcome, you good and faithful servant. Good and what? Faithful servant. Because you have held on to the word of the Lord in every facet of your life. So Apostle Paul says, if I live, I live for him. If I die, I die for him. We are striving for so many things in this world and we are forgetting the basic things that will keep us and that's being faithful to the word of God. The truth is this. For I push us our resources for the kingdom of God. And when it blows, when it blows, you have no other opportunity to change things. But you have to ask yourself, are you, have you been faithful to him? Have you been faithful to him? Don't do it for pastor. But do it for the one that called you. Do it because he has called you in this house for a reason. Souls may be perishing around us. But what are we doing? May the Lord help us. Please rise on your feet.